Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I am your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of Lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to mind. So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start. Take a listen. Welcome back, everybody. It's Kyle Thurkey with Nashville for Nobodies. And Bobby Gordon. And we have another special guest in the house today. We got Coco. Welcome, Coco. Hey, thanks. I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have <laughs> you because neither one of us really know you. So we get to hear your story. Uh, we've heard a lot about you downtown. I've seen your show several times. It's well, absolutely nice. <laughs> amazing. I actually thought that nobody knew who we were until I was listening to the Chelsea podcast. And I love Chelsea. She's such a sweetheart. And then I was like, oh. I guess we weren't like as under the radar as I thought that we were. I've heard of you and heard great things about the band and the music and how fun you guys are. Thank you. Like other than that, had no idea who you were. And then (laughs) you were on like a Facebook thread commenting the other night. And I was like, hey, I bet that's her. It is me. Yeah. (laughs) Usually, usually the sassy comments being like, hey, guys, maybe it's not just one thing. Maybe it's. More uh-huh. than one thing. Uh, we're talking about the not so lame Nashville group. For those yep. of you that are not musicians, <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you that are, you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are and what you do. Hey, what's up? My name is Coco. Um, I am the front woman and band leader for a band called Coco and the Nash. Um, we do a lot of soul, R&B, rock pop um that's kind of what we're known for we obviously do country if people request it but outside of that we pretty much steer clear i was at your show (laughs) uh, i went to two of your shows um actually two weeks in a row both thursdays i believe it was yeah (laughs) and um the first time i was there for like two and a half hours y'all played one country song yeah i think that you were there when we were doing like Donna Summer, like hot stuff, yep. I think. And you brought uh, me some tequila. Uh, yep. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I came in with Monty last Thursday yeah. and watched you guys. And like uh, you weren't there. I Tesla was, was filling in. She did awesome. Yeah, but I love Tess. She once again, awesome. your band is fantastic. Thank you guys you. are awesome. I love the show. It's very entertaining. Like, <laughs> Thank you. And it's not the same normal boring country broadway standards you hear and i love that so yeah it makes we kind of figure happy. we kind of figure like there's enough country downtown like we don't know all that much we know really popular stuff obviously like if somebody's like do you know miranda lambert i'm not gonna be like no who's that actually there is one <laughs> there's one singer we say that we don't know and it is uh morgan wallen <laughs> and uh it's out of respect for one of our, obviously one of our bandmates is um a person of color so uh <laughs> we tend to do that but our response for that is typically just somebody's like play morgan wallen and ty will be like who's that she sounds hot and that's <laughs> love it <laughs> that's uh, the end of that conversation she's not ty. is no. the problem <laughs> <laughs> no. but it's funny because everybody in the audience thinks that we're serious that like we don't know who mm-hmm. he is <laughs> but every time ty's like oh she sounds hot that's everybody's amazing. like what what <laughs> i'm i'm gonna start doing that that's gonna be my response Yes. yes. People look at me and they don't expect me to know country music at all. So it's it's fun. I'll be like, yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and then going to Johnny Cash. Yep. Right? Yeah. And um, we're definitely open to doing country songs. Like if people request them, if we know them. Um, but that's the one artist 
that were like, no. Nope. <laughs> you know, that's fair. I, I can't argue that one bit at all in any way, shape, or form. I mm-hmm. completely understand that and respect that in every way. So Yeah. Sure. So how long have you been in Nashville? Um, I've been here. Funny story. I've been here for about three years now. Okay. Um, I moved in 2020. Yeah. So I moved here. Well, it's kind of a long story. So I went to school for musical we theater. We got time. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I went to school for musical theater. I started performing professionally in musical theater when I was about 13, I think. 14. That's cool. Yeah. And I'm 32 now, for those that are wondering. Um, <laughs> and so I went to school for that. Got a... Bachelor of Fine Arts from the University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point, which sounds weird, but their two most well-known majors are forestry and musical theater. One of those makes sense. Super weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Super random. I was like, those are Um, very random and completely different. Like, all right. Yeah. Well, they treat the musical theater program like a conservatory program, but it's not a conservatory. So you're doing um, credit overloads pretty much every semester because you have to do all of your generals still Mm -hmm. but then you have a bunch like a bunch of musical theater classes so that's what I did Um, after that I moved back to Minnesota which is where I'm from and did some musicals there um, and then got picked up by a group called Letters from Home and I toured with them for three years about um, and that's a show for veterans and active military did that yeah it was the best job I've ever had um, but we did stuff at like VA homes, veteran hospitals, but then we do things like, you know, birthday bashes for the American Legion, which are always really big. Um, we opened for sister Hazel once that was kind of nice. cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. Cause we did tap dancing and music spanning from the forties all the way to the seventies, like 60s, seventies. So Vietnam era, um, did that for a long time, did some musicals like in that, um, in that time as well in like Illinois and Duluth and um, in Minnesota. And then after that, jumped on a cruise ship, did that for... Man, again with the I cruise know. ship. I want to do a no, cruise ship. Damn musical theater your, uh, I think this might be your sign to do a cruise ship. Buddy. I'm going to tell you. talk about a couple weeks now. If you have any mental health things, don't do it. Oh, 10 oh, out of 10 shit. would not recommend. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have OCD and ADHD and I was undiagnosed when I was on the cruise ship. <laughs> it's interesting, you know? Uh, you're cooped up in a very small cabin because I was on one of the quote-unquote luxury cruises, so it was Norwegian's luxury line. Okay. That's which, who I was supposed to go out with, yeah. but I, I ended up not last minute. Do you know, like, which one? So they have the... Oh, man. They have Norwegian, and then I was on the regatta, which is the ship... But I can't remember. Anyways, it was their upper class. Line. Oh, I know it was one of like it was a brand new ship. Like, yeah, it was. This was in 2018, 2019, and I was supposed to do it. Oh, Oceana. It was like three weeks out, mm-hmm. and I was married at the time, and I was like, I don't think this is a good idea for Dude. me to go on a cruise ship. Like, ah, for I three, wish that and it was I three months. So nice. I was like, Nah, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I wish that that I would have had, like forethought to be like hmm you have depression and stuff maybe you should not be stuck on a cruise ship because essentially when you're on those smaller cruises there there's only like six to eight people sometimes maybe a few more performing with you which means you do all of the like events and social gatherings for the guests on the ship too because it's small and you're sharing this tiny little cabin with one other person um, I would say 
maybe half of this room that's the entirety of your room um i was lucky i was by myself and i had a porthole so whenever it was wavy i got to see the waves go above my window that was fun um and the food was awful (laughs) (laughs) well you have talked me out of wanting to do a cruise ship gig i have depression and adhd (laughs) and the food is what i was looking forward to yeah so fuck all that so if you're (laughs) i'm out i'm done that if you're gonna do a cruise ship you want to do like a book musical or do one of the really big cruises because then the musicians are generally treated um a bit more like guests, but still, like, you don't get to go in the pool or anything. I, I will say that the band that went, that I was supposed to go with, I'm still friends with all of them, and we, we talked during and after and everything. Mm-hmm. They were just there as a band. Yeah. So they did get treated a little bit better. They didn't have to do all the extra stuff. Like, they literally just, like, did their rehearsals, played their gigs, and that was it. They How just long were they on the ship for? Three months. Okay. That's yeah. such a short contract. See, that I'd be okay with. And I, I mean, there were, don't get me wrong. There were some great things. Um, I got to see Cuba, which was really cool. Um, that's probably the highlight for me of that. But I also did Alaska Ooh, and nice. uh, British Columbia in Canada. So Victoria, British Columbia is gorgeous. If you ever get the chance to go, I highly recommend it. Uh, but we did the Panama Canal Transit. It was cool. I got to see a lot of stuff, but there's so much other work that I just... You know how it is, right? You get oh, yeah. hyper-focused and you're like, I'm going to rule the world. And then like the next day you can't move because you yep. have ADHD and you're like, yep. well, cool. <laughs> but um, after that, I got off the ship and went back to Minneapolis. And I actually came to Nashville to audition for Cirque du Soleil as a vocalist. That's cool yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And when I was here, like, I remembered how much I loved the city. Um, and I did that audition. They said that they were about 90% sure they wanted to hire me. They just wanted me to send in one or two more songs. And I was like, you know what? I'm an introvert and I don't really want to live in Las Vegas. That just doesn't yeah. seem like my kind of vibe. And I just love Nashville. So I went and I was at Kid Rocks. I know. The Tootsie Circuit. <laughs> but I was at Kid Rocks, and this guy named Benny Carl was playing. I don't know if you guys know who he is. I know the Do name. Not. Nope. Um, his band was playing. They're called Loose Lips now. They were called Fish On, I think, at the time. And it was the first time I had seen a rock band play downtown. They did nothing but, like, 60s and 70s rock, which is, like, my all-time favorite nice. music. Like, the Rolling Stones are, oh, they're, like, they're so good (laughs) um and i was like holy shit i guess you can play Mm -hmm. rock music on broadway maybe i'll move here and then i went home to minnesota and i was like well parents because i was staying with my parents at the time because i'd lived on the road as a nomad for about four years at that point Oh, okay and i was like i think i'm just gonna like move to nashville (laughs) and like stay in an airbnb for a month and see if i like it and if i like it then i'll probably just stay and that's exactly what I did. I <laughs> I moved here in the beginning of February of 2020. Um, was so staying right at right before everything shut down. Oh my gosh! You have no. <laughs> oh, oh, you man. just wait. So <laughs> <laughs> I moved here. I was staying at an Airbnb in Five Points in East Nashville. Okay. Um, with it was this woman. Tony Thomas is her name. She also helped me buy my house. Um, would recommend. I think Chelsea actually used her too. She's awesome. Um. 
Anyway, so I was staying with her a week before I was supposed to move into the apartment that I had found in Hermitage. Um, the tornado hit. Mm. So I was in a converted <laughs> garage in the backyard of this woman's house. And it's a gorgeous Airbnb. However, it's a converted garage. So there were no inside walls. Right. There was not a single inside wall. Yeah. As you know, the tornado literally went through five points. Um, I went through the direct center of the tornado, and I know this for a fact because my ears popped as it went over. Mm. So I actually think that it was lucky because, as I'm sure you guys know, like the very center of a tornado is actually the weakest yeah. part. So I think if I would have been like a little bit to the right or a little bit to the left, it would have been really bad because mm-hmm. the Airbnb next to ours was actually flat, like completely flat. There were people staying in it. Luckily, they were fine because they were hiding under an iron bed so the bed frame was iron and so even though like the wall had fallen on top of where they were staying they were fine which was great they were however naked which is a hilarious story (laughs) 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 because they like (laughs) um this guy the guy ran out i guess i wasn't there i learned this later but the the guy ran out naked completely naked right it's like what three or four in the morning yeah and he's like uh it was that's a bassist that worked downtown. He works with Tara Lynn, and I cannot remember his name right now. But he was helping me get my car out because there were power lines. My car had been pushed about a foot away from the wall that it was parked against because the winds were so strong. And I swear to God, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. The trash cans behind the Airbnb, because it was an alleyway, were in a perfect circle laying down. It was bizarre. It's not creepy it at all. It was super yeah. But yeah, I'm taking a picture of that. Right? Guy, I guess the guy jumped out and was naked. He was like, "Hey, me and my girlfriend are naked, and all, we can't find anything because the Airbnb literally like blew down." Is do you have literally anything? And so I guess that he went back to his car and like grabbed some coats and stuff. And he sees this naked woman just like walking out in this long coat, just like because they didn't have any oh of their my stuff. God, that's insane. Yeah, so I did that. Moved into my new place. A week later than I was supposed to because Hermitage had also gotten hit. So they they didn't have power either. Moved into my new apartment. It was infested with cockroaches. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Um, Later, it was also infected with mold, um, which was also fun. But moved in. (laughs) We got hired on Broadway within uh, two weeks of me moving to town which is another long story about how I found my band members. But, um, and then we did our first gig and the next day we get to the bar and everything shut down. Mm-hmm. And then I knew one person here <laughs> when I moved. So I had like three friends that I had just met that were in the band with me. One friend that I knew from college, um, whose name is Courtney. <laughs> um, and, she's busy a lot so it was like i literally was just here and didn't know anybody it was just like well and then all of now a sudden, what do i do nothing to do <laughs> yeah yeah like what do i do now but honestly like if things wouldn't have gone down the way that they went down i don't think that we would have been able to leave that particular circuit that everybody dislikes um if it wouldn't have happened because so many people left. You guys know so many oh, people yeah. left during yeah. 2020 when that whole pandemic happened that there ended up being a lot of space when things finally did open back up. So we were working 
seven days a week and then i was also filling in on and off with like dean and taylor barton on the main stage um told them that i was gonna (laughs) told them that i was gonna quit they offered to pay me more but not my band and told me i couldn't share the extra bass pay with my band. Oh, I hate that. I do too. I, I hate that. And I, so I've been in a couple of situations like that. Yeah. And so I was like, nah, sorry. And then we moved circuits and that was that. So I've been here since. That's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's <laughs> it's a weird introduction to Nashville, but Yeah. I mean like a lot of people have similar stories of where yeah. they moved and then like everything shut down. That's and what instead I was just of just like abandoning, it's like, all yeah. right, well let, we're gonna sink our teeth in and then we're gonna make sure that yeah. once things open up, we're it. We're in the middle of it. Yeah. Well yeah. and I had completely different guys um when I moved here well, not when I moved here, I guess. So I moved here, like I said, I knew one person and I went down. This is okay. So here's the deal. People are going to give you shit for this. Other musicians in Nashville, don't come at me. The Tootsie <laughs> Circuit is actually a great place to start. And oh, here's, absolutely. It is. Here's yeah. why they hold auditions. You go, you audition. If you get on their circuit, which you probably will, <laughs> if you get on their circuit, they have um, a lot of stages to fill. They do. <laughs> they, they do. They have like three stages in every bar mm-hmm. minimum. So they have they a have, lot. They, they have, have like four buildings. calling out all the time, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, it's because they do their schedule the week of. They do the schedule the morning of. What are you talking about? Public, <laughs> public service announcement. If you can do your schedule ahead of time, it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a great place to start. You meet a bunch of musicians and most of them don't stay on that circuit. So you end up usually leaving about the mm-hmm. same time as a good handful of other musicians and it gets your foot in the door a lot of other places no yeah you're 100 percent right that is the easiest way to get on the broadway and once you're working on broadway everything else is accessible exactly and we wouldn't have gotten the gigs that we got without starting there like we've played some assemblies sky deck the rooftop there yeah, that huge cool. stage we've been able to play that a few times now for things like we did the fourth of july there we've done um, pride there, you know, and we wouldn't have been able to get those gigs if we hadn't. I'm a little jealous now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Tommy does the booking for that, and he's awesome. So, I can I can give you his number if you'd like. Well, if he needs a drummer, I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. They he has a lot of bands that do non country music and stuff. So nice. Yeah. Um, but we did that, and now, as you guys know, we work on the Lucky Bastard circuit which we love. Um, we also work at Nudie's and Johnny Cash's time, like sometimes when they need fill-ins, they'll contact us and nice. we'll do that. But we only work Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 6 to 10 by choice. So, so you say that's not a bad schedule. No, that's, that's actually a great schedule, honestly. You're not yeah. overworking. And- no. Well, when I moved here, I was working seven days a week and I had a full-time day job. I was a project coordinator for an audio-visual company. Um, and I was like working 40 hours a week, not 40 hours a week, <laughs> that's normal, 80 hours a week. <laughs> um, and I just like, I couldn't do it. It was just mm-hmm. too much. Um, and we've gotten to the point now where we play three days a week and I have enough money to pay my rent. And, you know. I'll say the last two gigs that I was in there, it was a packed house both yeah. time. People were spending money. It seemed like a great show we're very fortunate we're really lucky and we work really hard i mean six to ten is a prime shift any day and then having it thursday friday saturday those are the busiest days yeah absolutely and sunday sometimes but usually by sunday people are out of money don't want to spend any more money yeah thursday friday saturday that's that's prime prime time time. well and we you know we're all uh, like 30 
or like ties not 30 yet i guess but we're close to 30s or above 30s and so we just we used to do the closing thing and it's an extra hour of singing and with our set list it's just not when you're singing like whitney houston and donna summer and then switching to like alice in chains and you know welcome to the jungle that's an extra hour of singing is like you might as well just well, that, take like your the vocal first cords half out. <laughs> of a closing shift is fine like yeah. that's a party yeah but after that like halfway point it's just downhill from Twelve, yeah. 12 30 nothing hits you can do about it nothing once, once like, 12 30 hits it's downhill night. yeah, yeah. It, it does it, it, it's it's a shit show from 12 30 mm-hmm. on yeah. like you've made all matter. the money you're gonna make for the most part yeah. and like all the energy from that point forward is just going down yeah well my boyfriend who's a drummer and is the drummer in my band actually um he filled in i think it was with tess and she usually closes after us Mm -hmm. um and she was doing her gig and she always does closing somebody literally walked up you know how they have those big windows Mm -hmm. so lucky bastards has for those that don't know there's these huge windows in front of lucky bastard and one of them is right behind the drummer or like on the side of the drummer a guy (laughs) stuck his head in the window puked all over the stage next to shane all over that's and, a new one. <laughs> and he was like, it was disgusting. I got a text because I was like playing video games <laughs> in our That's house, just awful. being like, la la la. <laughs> and he's like, some dude just threw up hot dogs. Like it was probably daddy's oh dogs God. from down the street, oh. <laughs> like and all like, over. He well, knew what it was Well, he was like, <laughs> oh. not to, sorry, this is super <laughs> gross, but it's, I, mean, I guess it like smelled like hot dogs too. And like, you know how drunk people are. They don't chew very well. So I'm sure that, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but anyways, and he was like, you know, I got to give it up for the guy, though. He was at least, like, enough still there that he was trying he was trying to, like, s- scoop it out of the window so that because he felt bad. <laughs> I don't know if that's better oh or worse. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. That's disgusting. Oh, yeah. This is why we... This is why I don't like playing closing shifts because people are puking in the windows uh, next to the drummer, you know? So, I actually had a very similar situation happen to me um, maybe a month ago. Uh, I was playing at Miranda Lambert's. Oh my gosh. And so we're on the first floor on that stage and the bass player is all the way to the side of the stage, like right by that line that goes oh to God. the bathroom. Yeah. And there's always people like sitting there, like they'll put their drinks there. And so I'm always like telling people to move or like move your drinks. Don't yeah, sit on course. the stage. Cause I'm probably going to kick you and or your drink because I move. Yeah. And we're playing and I'm looking forward. I'm singing a song and all of a sudden I see people just pointing like behind me. They're pointing like to the area behind me. And you're like, yeah, and I'm, man, I'm singing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then I get a break at some point in the song and I just turn and look and there is a pile of puke. Oh my God. Directly behind me. And half of my gig bag is covered in puke. That's awful. Wait, I don't so was do it an audience member well. or was yeah, it, it was another an, band no, member? it was an audience member. Okay, because I would somebody, not put it. <laughs> the, there was a line to go to the bathroom. There's mm-hmm. there's two bathrooms right there, and they're only like they're only one person at a time. So there's always a fucking line, and they stand by the stage, and I guess mm-hmm. somebody was trying to make it to the bathroom, couldn't wait, and oh turned around God. and puked. And people saw it happen. That's when they were like pointing and I missed it. I don't know who well, did it. I mean, it. also like people point at you all the time when you're on stage, yeah. you know, like what do you, like, I'm not going to assume somebody is like puking directly well, they, behind they were, me. They were like right? mouthing, like, look behind you, behind you. So I was like, <laughs> you're like, what? I'm kind of busy right now. <laughs> like I was, I was looking behind me and I didn't see anything. It wasn't until I got a break and I turned around and I saw the floor and I was like, oh yeah. my God. No. That's puked. never happened. The strangest thing that happened to me and I, it was at Lucky Bastards. Uh, of course <laughs> one of the homeless guys oh my was God. hanging out by the window 
and I I don't remember if we did like a rocking song or if I did a drum solo or whatever but he was just like pointing and like getting yeah. all excited oh, yeah. about he loves my drum to dance. stuff I know exactly who you're talking and about and then he opened up his jacket and pulled out like three PBR cans and mm-hmm. set them on the stage and yeah. was just like they're yours we, so it's yeah, so man. it's so random because sometimes <laughs> sometimes so okay my favorite homeless person is the guy that sits in the trash cans from time to time <laughs> he's just like nah I don't want to sit on the ground I'm going to sit in this I know, I know garbage who, can I know who you're talking about. yeah and he'll come to our window sometimes and like start dancing but he, they've actually tipped us before nice. and like it's so sweet because it's like it's only like a dollar or two but you know they don't have anything right. to give so the fact that they're willing to give us their dollar is I think like so nice (laughs) you know so cool so we always wave to them and we sometimes if they're by the window and i'm taking a break um i'll ask if there's anything they want to hear i know that once they asked for jolene which i thought was funny because you can hear that there was a homeless homeless guy i don't know if you remember him bobby that would sit outside of our wednesday morning gigs and he had he was a skinnier dude longer hair and he would just sit there quiet Mm -hmm. never Mm -hmm. bothered anybody would just hold his sign and then Usually around like noon or so, he would walk in, drop a dollar in the tip bucket, and yeah. walk right back outside. And, and it's so nice. Like, they don't have to do that. I would always buy him pizza. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because what, Legends has their little pizzas, and we get a discount. Frozen so. pizza thing, yeah. Yeah, I would just yeah. buy him a pizza, take it out to him when we leave. That's so nice, yeah. And there's there's definitely some some nice ones. Yeah. yeah. There's some scary ones. There's some ones. scary ones. But I would <laughs> yeah. say most of them are pretty are pretty nice and they are very enthusiastic if they like a song. They will start oh, yeah. oh, da- yeah. dancing yeah. <laughs> on the sidewalk. Oh yeah. But yeah. There's, I there's a I've couple definitely there, seen way too many homeless man penis though. Oh, see, I haven't had that <sighs> issue. I have seen so many. I also many. sing with my eyes closed because I'm an introvert. People think that it's like, oh, she's really feeling music, but really I'm like, I just don't want to look at any of you. Right. I feel weird. When, when <laughs> I can't look at you looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> when I sing, I do the same thing. Yeah. When I'm playing, I'm, I'm my eyes are open, but when I sing, I will close my eyes because I'm more or less just like, I got to focus on these lyrics. If I exactly. if I see something, I'm going to fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I have more of that. If my eyes are closed, I'm worried about messing up the song or I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember the song or like well, that, I'm that's having what it is. problems I'm, yeah. I'm trying to remember finding lyrics. like the pocket or something's yeah. out of whack and I'm like, all right, where is it? How well, do we pull it together and like you said if you have adhd you have to be like mm-hmm. super careful about where your mind goes while you're on stage or you're gonna mess something up oh, yeah. <laughs> i once forgot the lyrics okay we do barracuda all the time all the time it used to be like the song that people would always request for me mm-hmm. <laughs> there was one time that i straight up could not remember the first lyrics to barracuda because i had like zoned out <laughs> and the band's just going <laughs> like, and they had to redo the vamp like three times because i could not like <laughs> for the life of me remember so it this happens. ain't the end that's right it. <laughs> like, it was just building suspense it was part of the show yeah it, it happens i mean we do this how often how many hours a day like you're Dude. gonna forget lyrics it's, yes. Dude, i can't t- like if if the guitar solo ends with the same lick that the song ends on Mm-hmm. I'm How do you in know? trouble. Yeah. Uh, Dreams, Fleetwood Mac, where you repeat the exact same thing twice in a row at the end. Sometimes I'll look at my band and I'm like, where am I? Like, <laughs> I don't remember. We have, is this the first time through or the second time through? And usually Chad will look at me and be like, first time. It's the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, See, like, thanks, Chad. <laughs> you know, we get shit for like using our phones sometimes to like look up lyrics or remember lyrics, but like. Yeah. How many big acts have a damn monitor right. on their floor oh with gosh. lyrics scrolling? Also, like, we need to know we're like playing for four hours. Yeah. They're playing for like an hour and a half. To you know, those like, people, I'm just like, you know what? 
Calm come do, down. Come do what we do. Let's see how many lyrics you At least you I remember. don't have a binder of sheet music in front of me, okay? Because, like, <laughs> that's what it used to be. Uh, yeah. At least well, you can still see my face. When I first moved <laughs> to town, actually... Um, somebody gave me a binder of sheet music and I went on the road (laughs) and I literally had it in front of my monitor and I was like in between songs flipping it over because I, I was thrown onto this gig literally like the day before and drove 12 hours to Pennsylvania and had never, I played one gig with this band and didn't know any of their material. Well, and I'm sure that it wasn't written in the number system, which for those of you that aren't musicians is like the Nashville standard. Mm Mm-hmm. So it it was some were number system and then some were just like chord yeah. charts. Yeah, <laughs> Which chord yeah. charts are fine unless you need to change key. So. Yeah, but that's the musical theater way. So that's what I was used to. Um, you can ask my band. I'm very particular, and I very much expect a certain standard. <laughs> um, that makes me sound like an asshole. I try really hard to not be an asshole, but I also think that it's very important to treat the job like a job because it is a job that's what we do we are not there for ourselves we are there for the audience right we we essentially work in the service industry oh yeah especially on broadway and so you know i'm i'm just not a big fan of when people like belittle other people for their song requests or any of that there's no we've covered that on the podcast a handful of times of uh, how to approach that situation if you don't know a song fine if you legitimately have a problem with the song that's fine too there's so many ways that you you can kindly steer them in a better direction but like i'm not gonna if somebody's which is you know it's the same reason why we make that funny joke about morgan Mm -hmm. wallen because i'm not gonna be like your music taste sucks and I hate it. <laughs> like, right. You know, right. I don't really love country all that much. Yes, go ahead. Come at me, old country guys. But, <laughs> you know, but I still sure respect get, what it is. I'm sure you get a ton of requests of songs oh, that you yeah. don't particularly like or would yeah. never throw on in the car just to jam. Oh, Chad used to do strawberry wine because I didn't know it. So I'd be nice. like, okay, Chad, take it away. <laughs> you know? That but song's kind of rapey. It, yeah, it's a weird song. It's a weird song. <laughs> makes me uncomfortable it's pretty but it's weird um but yeah i don't know i just you know i don't think that is there's a point in belittling your mm-hmm. audience members no. and you catch more flies with honey mm-hmm. you know and, like you can literally just say i don't have that one do you have another request yeah yeah, yeah. that is all it takes and yeah. nobody's feelings are hurt exactly because yeah. The, yeah, o- I mean, the, the only job. time I ever like talk trash about a song is fucking Wagon Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but I make a joke out of yeah, it. Yeah. I get the crowd laughing. You can make it like, entertaining. That's fine. Yeah. But, Poking fun. And you'll still play it. <laughs> and yeah. I still play it and I sing it with a smile on my face like I love the damn song. Uh-huh. There's a That's huge difference between poking fun at somebody oh, yeah. and publicly humiliating people. Yeah. I've only publicly humili- humiliated somebody twice and it was for good reasons both mm. times and outside of that i'm typically maybe too nice sometimes <laughs> i mean that that's that's fair and yeah but it takes a lot for me to say something over the microphone to make somebody feel bad and like i said in the three years i've been here that's only happened twice but no as, as a musician especially on broadway our opinion of a song or our mm. opinion of a certain genre of music yeah doesn't matter at yeah. all that's not the job yeah and if i'm picking on somebody it's definitely not about the music it's about something else you know bobby did i tell you about the girl that called me a bitch the other day (laughs) no but i'm all ears (laughs) so we're playing uh at the valentine and this girl was requesting songs in the middle of a song first of all 
don't come up and try to talk to us in the middle of a fucking song. Oh my god, we can't hear you. Like we we can't even if we I take my ears hear you out. Anyway. Yeah. Even if I take my ears out, I still can't hear you. It's loud as fuck. Mm-hmm. So don't come up to me in the middle of a song. But this girl's like waving money, and she asked if we knew a song, and I was like, we don't know that one particularly, but we can do another one. Yeah. And she just looked back at me. And she was. How do you not know that song? And I was like, I hate when people sorry, say that. It's not one of the seven thousand songs. Exactly. That and that's kind of where I went. I was like, sorry, we know a lot of songs. We just the band collectively doesn't know mm-hmm. that one. And she mm-hmm. goes, "You have a mohawk. How do you not know it?" And I was like, "Way to stereotype." I know the song. <laughs> yes, my country band over here does not. I'm sorry. Right? Yeah, you also and, need to know the limits of the band that you're with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Is there any other artist? Any other song?" And she goes, I'll get back to you. And I was like, okay. So like we kept playing the song. And then so towards the end of the song, we're not done. She calls me over and I'm like, what? And she requests another song. And I was like, they definitely don't know that one. And she goes, are you fucking serious? You're a bitch. (laughs) And the song ended like 10 seconds later. And I went up to the microphone. I was like, all right, young lady that liked to call me a bitch. Um, I'm sorry. We don't know every song that's out there. We're not a jukebox. Like we don't know 7,000 songs. Like, Is there another song we can work with you? Because like, I, I still want to play a song for you. She goes, shut up, bitch. And I was oh my just God. like, I'm done. No. And Todd intervened at that point. Thank God. But I was just like, I'm about to go off on this girl. Like, oh call, up here calling me a bitch. Like, That's what? insane. I'd be like, you're I'm, a bitch. I'm still bitch. trying. <laughs> I'm still trying to give you a song after you called me a bitch the first time. Like, yeah. what? Like, the People weird drunk weird. girls I get, they'll like reach in the window and grab my butt and then like run off giggling. <laughs> And I'm I'd like, be okay with that. <laughs> see, I feel like I don't get the anger and like negative stuff. I, I get uh, goofy people. See, you're you're lucky. You're yeah. lucky. I've had two instances, like I said, that I've yelled at people. One was actually last year during Pride. So, as you, I don't know if you guys, if you've seen, you've seen Bjax, yes. right? Yes. So Bjax is amazing. He's so good. Oh he's so good. He's absolutely. So good. I gotta get out more. Yeah, he's so good. Come hang out with me, yeah. dude. It's always been, like hard yeah. well he's amazing have, i, I, get uh, it. I have, have, kids. have kids i get it <laughs> and he is part of the lgbtq plus community um which is totally cool whatever yeah. mm-hmm. so we were all there like my whole band me chad ty shane we were all wearing rainbows and we had like a big rainbow like pride flag um fan that i was using and it was just fun you know yeah. and everybody was there having a good time and i actually say in our show that like uh, well sometimes most of the time that like we just want to make sure everybody feels included that everybody knows that this is a safe space for them whatever right we don't care mm. everybody is welcome okay we um brandon was running the tip bucket because he runs the tip bucket for the band mm-hmm. and he comes back on stage and he looked upset and i was like what like what's going on and he's like that guy refused i think that he said it. i think it was him i don't think i ran it but he's like that guy refused to tip us because we're all wearing rainbows and I got over the microphone. <laughs> I got on the microphone and I was like, hey, everybody. And they were like, everybody, you know, because you know how busy it gets in Lucky Bastards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was packed. Asses to elbows. Yeah. Like, and it was June, right? So yeah. it is. Oh, it was 100%. packed. And like not, sardines. Not, only, not only inside, but outside the windows, Window, yeah. there's yeah. always a crowd too. So, and we had just started doing the YMCA in our set at that point. And okay. we, had, so we had this, yeah, we had this huge crowd outside of the window because we were doing the regular party songs that people will walk by and right. start dancing to. 
and I was like, hey guys, guess what? And everybody was like, yeah, guess what? Tell us, tell us. And I was like, the guy over there point, pointed at the group and I was actually, I think I did run the bucket because I think he said it to me and I, yeah. Anyways, so I was like, the guy over there refused to tip the band because we were wearing rainbows. Everybody, I shit you not, the entire bar starts booing. Good. Then, good. So perfect. Good. Yeah, and then I go, Okay, out of curiosity, how many of you here support the LGBTQ plus community? The entire bar erupted with like cheering and stuff. And I said, I just want you all to know how much more supported you are than you aren't. And the guy walked out. Good. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And we that ended up makes getting me so happy. And the coolest part was we had this guy come up after and he looked very, very southern, gave us a hundred bucks and was like I want to make up for the tips that that asshole won't do and screamed it so that they could hear it in the microphone. That's amazing. So I love people yes. like that. Yeah. I love people like and that. And it was yes. like, it was this really cool moment of being like, you know, look, look around. There's way more people that are supporting you than, than aren't. And that's just true of anything, right? The, the media and stuff's always going to make it seem like oh, we hate each other more than we do. Oh, yeah. That's the point um, of media. And, and regardless of what you believe, being a dick is not a political no, statement. Being no. a dick you're is being a dick. You're not supporting anything. You're just yeah. being a shitty yeah. person. Yeah. Like, you're not being a good person. You're not supporting. You're not having yeah. a movement. You are just no. a terrible human being because you're being a dick. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's absolutely. no, there's literally no reason. You don't mm-hmm. have to agree with somebody or their lifestyle or whatever. That's fine. Whatever. Have your opinions, but keep them to yourself. Right? Opinions are like assholes. We all have one. We Most don't want to see them. Exactly. <laughs> um, but the Not other where time... where I was going with that, Kyle. <laughs> uh, the other time that I had to yell at somebody on stage was this guy was trashed and he was creeping out. He was right at the front of the stage just being really creepy and weird. And guys get like that sometimes when they're trash. Not all guys, obviously, but you know who I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. the 20... I think that this was also the same guy that came up to me at the beginning of the gig and was trying to hit on me. And his version of hitting on me was... So what's your real name? Uh, well, I told you to call me Coco, so does it matter? It's Courtney, for those that want to know, but <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Everybody calls me Coco. Anyways, he was trashed, absolutely trashed, being really creepy. His friend, who was a girl, one of the girls in the group, um, tried to get him to leave with her because he was so drunk that like he almost couldn't even stand up that level of drunk. And I'm up on the subwoofer, which is right in front of the stage. And I think I was doing Sweet Child Mine at the time. Go figure. And he pushed her. I literally watched him yell in her face and then push her. And I I stopped the song and I was like, did you just push her? Like, did you just push this girl? And it wasn't like, it wasn't like a small shove. Like, it was like, like a push. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, get the Get the, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. And the bouncers at Lucky Bastard are really good about listening for when the band is saying things that they don't normally say. So within two seconds, the, one of our really big bouncers, we have like some That's really awesome. buff bouncers, just came up and like manhandled this guy and got him out of the bar. But I was good. like, don't push somebody, especially like at the front of the stage. You think I'm not going to say something? Like you've already creeped out this entire group mm-hmm. of bachelorette girls to the right of you. Like stop being a dick. Oh, as soon as <laughs> I see a guy being creepy, mm-hmm. as soon as I see guys going up and like talking to girls, like being, it's it's one thing to go up and try to talk to a girl and they say no. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And you walk away. Yeah. And but when you some like, people aren't good at hitting on other people and it comes off a little awkward. Like I understand that. So I was at whiskey row and we were playing, I think it, it was a, it was seven to 10 
And this guy walks in, older dude, probably late 50s, close to 60. Yeah. Walks up to a younger group of girls, I don't know, mid-20s, maybe early 30s, Mm -hmm. and starts trying to just, like, hit on this one girl. And she clearly was like, nope. Like, I saw her say no. And like, yeah. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. good. So you're I'm like, cool. Them. Okay. And he just, like, s- took a step back and was just perplexed. He was like, did she really oh. just say <laughs> no to me? And so then he starts talking to her friends. And he's, like, pointing to her. And they're like, I don't know, man. Like, leave us alone. And he goes up to every single girl and basically does the same thing. Oh, my God. And I'm mid-song. I'm like, all right, this this isn't cool. Yeah. No. So I walk up to the girls. I'm like, is that dude bothering you? And they're like, yeah, he's creeping us the fuck out. I was like, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. And I try to never say things over the mic if I don't have to. Yeah, of course. I just went over to security. I was like, that dude, blazer, blue shirt, no tie. Get him out. Get him the fuck out. And they do. And they don't even ask questions why. They're just like, Mm -mm. okay. Yep. And they removed him. And everybody was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Because for a good five minutes, he was just like literally harassing people. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to allow that to happen. Like, I'm not gonna let you run off forty people because you're a drunk right. old creep. Yeah, like of I'm gonna kick your ass out and keep the people there that yeah. want to party and have a good time. Also, like the key, I think I actually posted this on the Not So Lame thing like yesterday. The key to being a good party band is creating a space where people feel safe enough to mm-hmm. dance and party and drink and have a good time. Yep, you know, and still know that the people around them are going to have their back if something happens, right? Because any city, any city is not going to be 100% safe. That's just a fact. No, no, Period, end of sentence, right? Like, that's what it is. There's evil everywhere. Yeah, well, and so it's like, you know, if you can create a space where people feel okay being silly and having Mm -hmm. a good time, that's what they're going to do. And other people are going to be like, oh, look at that. Like, we had a 75-year-old woman, like twerking to Lizzo like two weeks yeah. ago, you know? Hell yeah. Amazing. But that I love wouldn't it. have happened if we didn't create no. a space where people felt that they could be silly and they could have a good time and they could yeah. dance. And that feeling of being uncomfortable doesn't just sit with that one group. Exactly. Like it will spread throughout the entire room 100%. instantly. Mm-hmm. And once it's there, it's so hard. And that's, like that's, even if the guy leaves, it, yep. you, you can't get that positivity back. 100%. Yeah. Thankfully, it didn't get too bad. Like we we kicked the guy out quick enough, but you you saw it in like twenty to thirty people within five minutes. You just get really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They stop dancing. They all kind of like grouped together in their own yeah. little groups. And I was like, all right, yep. this isn't cool. Like I'm not gonna let some creepy old dude like harass people. I'm not on my watch. Absolutely not. Yeah. Well, and as a woman, you're taught at a very 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 young age that there's safety in numbers. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. So that's what's gonna happen. They're all gonna collectively group up together and the dancing will stop and Mm -hmm. you know and it's understandable i understand why but that's why it's so important you know one to respect your bar staff everyone (laughs) and respect the bouncers and the sound people those are the people that take care of you while you're downtown we are all a team yeah working for the greater good of the party 100 (laughs) percent. as soon as one piece of that doesn't think like that yep whole thing falls apart falls apart 100 yeah it's about showing respect Mm -hmm. to everybody and kindness bottom line none of us have a job unless all of us have exactly i always say that like i would be legitimately nothing Mm -hmm. (laughs) without my musicians like chad do you guys know chad alexander 
I know who he I is. I know the name. I know all the names. He I just don't get to meet people. Is well, my my whole band is kind of like we kind of purposefully try to like go under the radar, just because I actually stopped doing musical theater because I got really tired of like the egos and the cattiness and I the. Bet. And then I moved here, <laughs> and I was like, "This will be better because it's bands." And I would say. It's like 80% better. It's mm-hmm. still very clicky, though. It's very clicky. There are a lot of um, egos <laughs> um, where people, you know, and it, it's fine. I get it. But also, I don't. <laughs> you know? My, my favorite thing, when I meet somebody that's just got that, like, yeah. off the chart ego and, uh, like, you just, you can't stand to be around them. My favorite saying is, I wish I was good enough at anything to have that kind of ego. <laughs> right. right? Like, the thing anything. is, is you should never stop learning, right? No. You should no. never stop learning. You should never stop trying. We just talked about this on yep. the podcast two days ago. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but, it, you know. Or yesterday. When was the podcast? We recorded it yesterday. Oh, my no. God. My day is. What day is? Holy. Today balls. is Monday. Today's I'm Monday. falling apart. <laughs> we're, we're, we're cramming podcasts in right now because we it. basically took two weeks off because he was sick and I was doing stuff working Dude, and just things. Just I just got over work. pneumonia. So I get it. Oh, oh, like it was bad. I thought I was going to go to the hospital. I didn't. Don't worry. <laughs> like I'm okay. I'm fine. Like, did you but, make it though? <laughs> am I a are ghost? I don't know. <laughs> are, are, you, are you actually here? It's like supernatural. <laughs> Is that how pale you normally are? <laughs> yeah. <all> right. <laughs> I wonder that. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. You never, you should never stop learning. You should never stop working hard. And, you know, once again, somebody might come at me for this, but Broadway is the least professional place I've ever played in my whole life. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. because there are a lot of people that just don't try, you know, and you're there to put on a show. That That's literally what you're there for. So... I don't know. I'm I'm a very firm believer that you get what you give. Absolutely. Right. So Absolutely. 100%. I, yeah. I've said it a billion times on the podcast that if you're on stage and you're having fun and you're performing, mm-hmm. then the crowd doesn't have a choice. They have to enjoy it. Yeah. Absolutely. You I mean, have too much say over the energy of the room. So, perfect example. Last night I played a private gig at Old Red mm-hmm. and course it's it's never going to fill up the room and they have two levels so everybody's like split between the two levels and it's it's kind of awkward at first because everybody's Mm -hmm. sober it's generally it's always awkward the beginning of corporate gigs yeah and so like you know first of all my singer and drummer they're married and they got stuck in traffic and they were supposed to be there at 507 i saw it showed up they Richie walks in the door as we're starting the first song. It's just me and the guitar player. And they're like, look, it's a hard start at six. Can y'all just do a duo thing? I was like, yeah, we'll we'll be fine. Like (laughs) we both sing. Make it work. (laughs) We have have guitar and bass. We both sing. We'll be fine. Like, Mm -hmm. And so uh, he starts the first song. And then Richie comes walking through the door. I'm like, okay, thank God. And they told us at the beginning, they're like, well, we want you to start quiet anyways, because like we're checking everybody in. Yeah. So it so that kind of worked out in a way. Yeah. In the weirdest way, but it worked out. It's like Richie comes in and he starts setting up by mid second song. He's joining in. And third song, Sarah walks in. So third song, we're already full band. Yeah. Sarah walks in third song. And then she jumps in, starts singing four songs. So it just kind of like so it was this natural crescendo yeah, of energy, was, whether you want like, it or not. Like, okay, this. <laughs> you guys must have had a good sound guy too. All uh, red sound is. Mm-hmm. Those guys are amazing. We've done one corporate gig there on the second floor. I think is it the second it's floor? It's the third. Yeah, third yeah, yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and they, I don't, I don't remember his name, but he was great on sound. Loved yeah. him. All the guys there, in my opinion, are fantastic. Yeah, there are, I feel like the sound guys get a lot of flack downtown. Um, but I think that people also forget that a lot of the sound systems downtown are not like mm. the best sound That's systems. True. And a lot of these guys are down there all day long. Exactly. Listening to the same thing, mm-hmm. the same bands. Every day. Yep. So, yeah. But yeah, so we're, we're, Sarah comes in, we, we start ramping it up and like the energy in the room is just not there. And Hudson Valley is a pretty high energy band. And so we're just like, we're trying, we're, yeah. we're rock. Like we don't want to rock out too hard cause it's yeah. not a whole bunch of people, but we're still trying to just get the energy up. And finally we did a boot scoot and boogie yes. and Matt was like. <laughs> I'm going to teach y'all line dancing. And I was like, how the hell are we going to do this? And we literally stopped the song and he turns around. And he's like, all right, everybody move up. Cause they have the big screen up there. And like, so mm. we're on the screen and everything. And we all start, he starts teaching the line dance and the whole band starts doing it with him. And so for Absolutely. 15 minutes, we teach the crowd how to line dance. So now all of a sudden we have everybody grouped up at the front. Yeah. Line dancing with us, which is awesome. We get, he goes through the progression like twice and then we go right back into the song and he's like singing the song and telling them the steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was very impressed with that for one. Yeah, right? absolutely. After that, the energy just, well, yeah, it yeah. just stayed up. And I know by that point, more people were drinking and everything. They had more alcohol in their system. So they were Gotta loose. Get that liquid sweater on. Yep. But <laughs> just by doing that, by just bringing them in and mm. making them be involved, like the energy just went yeah. straight back up. That's yeah. why, and again, I've said it before, but the the time between songs that everybody's so afraid of can be the most valuable time in your show if, if you, you know, know how to use it. Yep, mm-hmm. 100%. if you can make that part of the show, and that's what brings people in, that's what makes that connection. The and key once they're is in, they no stay. dead space. Yeah, the key is no dead space. Mm-hmm. If you know how to talk to an audience, and you know how, and your band works well together, and can pick songs and whatever, so mm-hmm. that's what we do. We actually, when we start our set. We have eight songs that we do in a row. And usually I start with I Have the Tiger. Nice. <laughs> Listen, it's dramatic. It Old is. people love the song. Young people love the song. Everybody knows it. Everybody's going to start interpretive dancing and in the middle of it. as soon as it starts, you know exactly yeah. what it is. There's yeah. no confusion. I'm going to start hearing a bunch of like I I'm Have a, the Tiger downtown. I'm going to learn your set just because it sounds awesome. <laughs> but like, you know. I don't know. So we do eight songs in a row, but we we actually have certain things that we'll say in between the songs mm-hmm. that we do because we typically start with the same songs, you know, and if you can do that, if you can plan your show in a way that like if somebody starts talking to me, I try to tell people to not give me their requests because I will forget them in oh, 30 yeah. seconds. Yep. Um, but if they do come up and talk to me, I'm so lucky because Chad, the guitarist, which I was actually... ADHD problems that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> he's one of the most talented people I have ever met in my whole life. He used to do live band karaoke. He knows like almost anything. Nice. It's insane. Um, and the way that we met him <laughs> was really funny. We were on the Tootsie circuit. We were on Tootsie's uh, second stage, the, the one that's like in the back room. Back room, yeah. Mm-hmm. And somebody had recommended him as a sub because we didn't have him working with us at the time. And he walked in and, you know, we do a lot of rock and soul. And he looked, I, <laughs> it was the coolest thing. He looks like he should own a skateboard shop, right? You've seen him. He's mm-hmm. the guy that yeah. plays guitar with us. Yep. He, and 
the first song that he sang, so he came in and I was like, okay, well, this will be interesting. I wonder what he's going to sound like because he's my co-front yeah. at the time. He opened his mouth and he did Beast of Burden. That was his first song. And it blew my fucking mind. I was like, what? This guy sings Marvin Gaye, Boys to Men. And he's got this like really beautiful, soulful voice, but he's just this tiny guy that looks like he should own a skateboard shop and smoke a lot of weed or something you know like it's cool and he's got this gorgeous voice um and b jacks my co-front also is just amazing and then you have ty who's you know energy level is always a 15 out of 10 and i just (laughs) adore him and he's singing more now too which is great um and then shane on the drums raps so what happens is if somebody starts talking to me, I don't even have to worry about it. I have four people behind me that are going to pick a song, start the song, and all of that. So B-Jax will talk over the microphone. The guys will pick a song, and then we'll immediately start the song when I'm done talking or B-Jax is See, talking. See, that's... that's- that that's, that's a band you right need there. A band. That's a fucking yes. band. That's, that's not that's not an artist with people backing them. Right. That's yeah. a fucking band, and yes. I love that so much. There, there's a confidence yeah. level you have to have as a side guy, 100, to be like, all right, I can take charge here, and I'm not getting fired tonight. Yeah. Well, and and like we we actually can't tell me how this has happened to me. Right. <laughs> we typically, if more than one person is gone, um, I typically try to just cancel the gig mm-hmm. because. Like one of the instrumentalists, I should say, because like if Bjax or I aren't there, we can usually find a singer to like run the bucket or and sing a few songs mm-hmm. or whatever. Because we do know a lot of music, but you know, if like we have we have a few people that we really trust with our set, yeah, because it's just a weird set, and I will openly tell people that it's not an easy gig. We do a lot of disco. Disco music's hard, mm-hmm. and Chad is really once again just brilliant he knows when to play other instrumental parts instead of the guitar line and there are a lot of guys that just don't know how to do that yet it's not that they can't do it it's just that they don't know how to do it yet right so you know with our disco songs chad will start playing the keys part Mm. on the guitar if we don't have um you know a keys player that day and it's hard and so i very openly am like okay We'd love for you to fill in. Just know you are going to get requests for songs that you've probably never done and you probably are going to have to do them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it's not it's not an easy gig, which is okay. But that is why we but have a situation the band. like that, yeah. you have to have a band. You have to And have a if band. you are missing a couple of those elements, mm-hmm. it's a different band. Yeah. Shout out to Jeff Duke. Who it always fills in on guitar for us? I love Jeff. He is Jeff is an amazing person, an amazing <laughs> player. He also, I think that every time he comes to our <laughs> gigs, it's like he loves coming and hanging out with us. But he always knows that I'm going to force him to sing Dragula. Have you ever heard him do <laughs> Dragula? Oh my god, it is like the highlight of my <laughs> of my day. Anytime we play with him, because I just love it, and all I can think is the video of that little old guy dancing around and with the like they dubbed over it with dragula but it's the best i love jeff duke he's so so (laughs) i used to play with jeff a lot when i had my six to tens friday and saturday at the valentine with my band yeah and uh for a while jeff was my guitar player for 
couple months and um and then he got busy over at kid rocks again but it was it's like the beginning of october yeah and somebody uh requested monster mash and i was like i was like oh i don't know that we could pull that one off and jeff goes i got it yeah and i was like I was like, really? He goes, yeah, man, I've done it before. I could do it. He gets so was, amped about that stuff. I was song. like, sweet, dude. I was like, if you if you know it, like, I didn't think anybody knew it. I can yeah. look it up. It's not a hard song to follow. Dude. And my drummer was like, yeah, man, let's do it. And he pulled this off, and it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. Like, <laughs> I just can't. He's just... <laughs> it I just was love awesome. It. And it Dragula, awesome. man, I just can't. Every time he does it, the, he knows. He knows it's going to happen. <laughs> and then I also will purposefully make him laugh when he's in the middle of blister in the sun because the you know the quiet when it gets quieter. Yeah. Um I try to get the audience to like get yep. low. But no, you've the, seen it, yeah, haven't I was, you? I literally I was, will lay on the ground and put my head like directly by his pedal board so that he has to stare at me while I'm like shaking the shaker and he's trying so hard to not laugh because I'm literally laying on the ground on this disgusting stage just staring up at him. That's hilarious. I love, <laughs> I love Jeff. He's so good. We need to get him on here too. He's a great guy. We and need he to keep so a running people. list because yesterday during recording, there were like 15 names where we were like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. they'd be great. Oh yeah, let's do that. And now I can't remember any of them. <laughs> there's, a reason, right? there's a reason I have a notebook now so I can write shit yeah. down. <laughs> I got a notebook. Let's but make a note. He's always like so willing to learn our set, you know, and, and work on that stuff because he knows you know, he'll ask me before the gigs, like, hey, have you started doing any new songs? Because I know that you tend to add things a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, he just learned, I think it was hot stuff for us, Donna Summer. And uh, B-Jax does a lot of pop music, nice. too. So, yeah. I would yeah, like to get I, B-Jax in here, too. Fuck it. Yeah, you I, should. I need to come see your show. It yeah. sounds like an absolute freaking blast. It's so fun. Like, we just... We just really try to have a good time and we try to listen to our audience and we do a lot of really weird stuff that people don't I love weird do stuff. downtown. But that's, like Barbie it's so girl. nice because <laughs> I don't like that song. I, I had this conversation. I got made fun of a lot in high school because of that. Come on, Barbie. Yeah. But people love I'm it. I'm a Barbie girl. Right? Exactly. And the Barbie movie's coming out. Changing your phone. Screw changing that. your name and my phone to Bobby Girl. Bobby never, Girl. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. You should have so, never said um, that. You should have never said that. Sorry, guys. This will be Kyle's last episode <laughs> me on the podcast. It's been real. But uh, <laughs> I'm out. Bye. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Kyle's the, like worth it. <laughs> totally the audience worth it. can tell when you're doing things that you love to do. Oh, absolutely. And. Like if I said, having fun, they have to. Yeah, and we choice. love jumping around genres. Like we just love it. It's fun. We'll do um, Man in the Box, and then right after we'll do like Chain of Fools by Aretha Franklin, and then we'll do Footloose. You know, like we just we enjoy variety is the spice of life, right? And we think that nice. the audience feels the same way. Plus, if you're constantly switching genres, people are less likely to leave because they know that the next song mm-hmm. might be, be something, something that they like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I can't tell you how many people come up to me. Like, so when I play with Skylines and Satellites, Will Beeman's band. Yeah. Or anybody oh, like that. Yeah. Everybody, everybody loves, loves Will Beeman. Will. He's really talented. Just <laughs> insanely talented. Absolutely. Stupid talented. Like, <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> You're right. But he should have shame. People always come up and they're like, oh my God, it's so nice to hear something other than country. Yeah. Or they'll come into my gig because they'll see my hair up 
and they'll be like, "Oh, we came in because you're you're Mohawks. We want to hear like, do you play any rock or punk?" I'm Fun like, colored I, hair, yes, man. I do. My hair's blue for those that can't see me currently. But <laughs> my hair goes from blue to green now. Yeah, <laughs> I love a good ombre yeah. color. You know, shout out to Jillian Eliza for that. She hooked <laughs> yes. me up. Fun I appreciate hair it for the win. My fundraiser will start soon, so then I'll have my pink hair back. Yeah. Or you could just dye your hair pink anyways, because why the hell not? Uh, because I get paid to do it, and then all that goes to breast cancer. So Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's fair, but... That's great. You could also just dye your hair because... Well, no, see, you have to wait. <laughs> and, then you make it pink, and then an you can event. keep it. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep it post-event. Yeah. yeah. So you dye it a different color now, and then you dye it pink, which I'm actually thinking about doing for uh, October this year is dyeing my hair pink. Especially if you so. come to the event, blue's the hardest to get out. Good luck, huh? Blue's the hardest color to get out. Oh, I'll just, I'll hair. just let it. Really? Finish. Oh my god! Like, like this color. When I did blue. It was gone in like two weeks. Oh my god! This color is still leaking, and it's like so vibrant and bright. But I've had it for like two months, three months, and I haven't done anything. My ex wife had blue out. hair for almost, I'd say, a good half of our relationship. Yeah. So I'm, I'm aware of it. Yeah, it leaks everywhere. Our our white our white bathtub was blue at one point. <laughs> nice. I was about to say like my my pillowcase is blue. Like uh, if we stay anywhere, I have to bring it with me because if I even get a little warm while I'm sleeping, it will dye the entire pillowcase blue. Yep, I, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I I learned green was it does the same stuff. Yep. It's it's yep. <laughs> I actually just cleaned out my bathtub here yesterday because. It was so gross, and there was just like blue and green everywhere from the last couple of times I've dyed my hair. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> I need to like scrub my fucking bathtub now. Yeah, nice, <laughs> so bad. But yeah, having having colored hair definitely helps. It, it people recognize you from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. I look, it's done amazing things for my career. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Like people kind of knew who I was. Yeah, and then. You know, I did the mohawk, then more people knew who I was, and then I dyed it green, and all of a sudden, everybody knew who I was. I will say, as a lady, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I actually just lost a gig because my hair was blue, a corporate gig, because it wasn't their thing. And it's not the person that wanted to book me. It's not their fault. It's um, the client that they had. Just oh. They said, blue isn't a good color, or isn't a good look for us, I think is what they said. <laughs> oh, I've, I've straight like, up okay. been told that people won't hire me because of my look. Yeah, but you know they're, what? They're like, you're a great player and we love your energy, but that's not the look we're going for. And I respect that. Yeah. Like, you and do I mean, your from thing. From a business you, perspective, yeah. that's something that 100%. as a performer you need to keep in mind is yeah. like, like, what gigs are you trying to get? What is Dress that? for the job you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I need to dress like Batman. Dude, that'd be sick. <laughs> I mean, I, Just wear it downtown. There's Nobody a mask will say anything. right there, bro. Right. You can start. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we can get it started, man. Yeah, <laughs> I vote yes. I got to get a gig with somebody that I can trust to not fire me over dumb stuff first. Though. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't firing people for dumb stuff, but we just got like, well, yeah. Firing we, people. We got like fired for dumb stuff. That's we were on the other side of that. No, we weren't even we weren't we were making the bar money and we got let go. I still don't understand that one. Man. Actually, I know exactly why. Well, it's but. Broadway. That's why. No, the yeah. manager straight up just once country acts like full-on country and my acts that i were bringing in were like half and half we started yeah. out country and as the night went on because we were six to tens we went to being a party band yeah and then when they gave us the 10 to close slot i was like cool we're just now we could just be like a party band party yeah. band and they were like no we still want country so mm. see I, was and like, I, All right. I guess i understand that for some of the venues but 
And Lucky Bastard is actually like that quite a bit too. Lucky mm-hmm. Bastard slash Whiskey River, not Whiskey Row, Whiskey River. That <laughs> I mess it up all the time. Yeah, right. um, but they're they generally want all of their bands to do country music as well. Um, but and, that's just not. And us. I get that. I understand because majority of people that are coming to town, that's what they're coming here to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. But after a while, they. They'll say it themselves, like, I want to hear something else. They're listening yeah. to the same music, the same set list. And so that's why, like, I, I go out at for a lot of 10 to closes and I'll walk around and listen to bands. And a lot of it is party and rock. And I love it because you see those bars packed. They're mm-hmm. full. People are having a good time. If you're playing the same country stuff, people are going to be, like, singing along. But they're just kind of, like, standing there, beat bopping around. Like, yeah, okay. exactly. Like, they're not... They're and not it's just, partying. And it's not <laughs> right. everybody's vibe, right? The, I mean, musician-wise, even. Like, we've... Mm-hmm. Back a while back, when Lucky Bastards first started trying to push um, Only Country, like, we tried. We tried it, and it's just not our thing. The audience doesn't like when we do Only Country. That's just... It's just how it is. Because I won all... I think pretty much all of our voices lend themselves better to other genres of music. Um, but on top of that, you can tell that mm-hmm. we love the R and B and the and the pop stuff. So it just always tends to go over better for us. But there's other bands that country music is what is their bread right. and butter. They're always going to get huge crowds of people with that. Right. You know. So it's no one know your audience, but two know your yourself. Right. Well, and, I mean, speaking of the audience, like. My thing is, is I'm going to play what they want. Exactly. Whatever it is you want, I'm going to play. And if you're paying me for it, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to play it. Mm -hmm. Now, I was with a band at the Valentine and we played Rage. Yeah. And at the end of my, somebody paid us $100 to play it. And I was like, cool, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll play it. Sure. hundred bucks, done deal. We'll do it right now. And if somebody's willing to pay that much for a song, like. The manager pulled me aside afterwards and was like, hey, man. No more rage, no more heavy music, no more grunge and rock. He's yeah. like, I want country, pop, party music. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but that was a $100 request. I, he goes, I don't care. Yeah. I'm If you do it again, you're fired. That and sucks. I was like, so you want me to turn down $100 and have them possibly leave because they're not getting to hear the song they want to hear, so they'll go to another bar that they get to hear that song. You know what your response should be? It's like that's what you want, okay? You want to pay me more than what? I mean that that is what their base is. That's the other thing. Okay. I mean, I, there, that conversation was had too. Like there, and there that's a line that as a performer you have to walk because yep. the bar management has an idea of what they want, whether it's realistic yeah. or not doesn't matter at that point. Correct. They have an idea of the crowd they want and the music they want, and in their head everything works out great. Yeah, and they are hiring you. Yeah, but you also need to. If that's not your thing, you need to prove why they should keep you. Right. You know, with what you do, what you're good at. And and there's going to be times where that's just not going to happen. Yeah. You're, you're going to butt heads and it won't work. And absolutely. you just don't need to play there. Well, okay. So this is what I always, <laughs> this is what I always say to Shane when I'm reading through a lot of the not so lame things. I'm like, mm-hmm. some of you were never in musical theater and it shows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to talk about a hard industry. Mm-hmm. Musical theater and acting, generally speaking, is insanely hard, insanely competitive, and people are not nice. They will not be nice to you. And if you audition for something 
if you don't get it, you don't hear back, period, end right. of story. You don't hear about callbacks. If you get a callback, you could be runner up for, you know, one of the lead characters. But if you don't get it, they're not going to call you, period, end of sentence. When you audition in New York City, you're waiting outside in a line for hours, hours. You get there three, four in the morning, sit outside in a line, go inside. They grab your headshot and resume. Look at that first. If they don't like the way your headshot or resume is like formatted mm-hmm. or the way it looks, they will cut you right there. They will not listen to you. They will not even bother to talk to you. You're done. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I was on the cruise ship, you're only allowed as a woman, you're only allowed to gain five pounds. If you gain more than five pounds, they put you on a special diet and exercise program. And they're allowed to do that. And that's how it is in the industry, generally speaking. When I was um, in college, our senior showcase was in New York City because all of our professors had worked in New York City as actors or directors or whatever. Um, And this manager. So I weighed significantly less than I weigh now. Um, I think I weighed like 110 pounds. So I was really tiny, just very, very tiny. Um, And my natural hair is naturally wavy and it's big and it's almost black. It's just, I used to have really long hair. Mm -hmm. And he sat down and was like, ah, I'd really love to work with you. You have a really amazing voice. Like we, we love you, but you need to lose 10 pounds and you need to do something about your hair. And I was like, no. (laughs) <laughs> no thank you sir right but i would say a good 75 percent of musical theater performers would have been like okay like because that's the industry yeah you know you're especially as a lady expected to look a certain way uh, expected to respond a certain way expected to you know do essentially whatever they want you to do and you know at some point you're like okay I weigh 110 pounds. You want me to lose 10 pounds? You want me to be 100 pounds? As a 23-year-old woman, no. I'm not going to do that for you. You know, I. you need to have respect for yourself and you need to know your limits. But you also still need to be professional, right? There's like, yeah. Yeah. there's a balance. But the whole point being like, there are a lot of people in town that get very offended, I feel like, Um, when they don't get gigs or Mm -hmm. when somebody doesn't call them back or are constantly posting about why people should be giving them gigs over other people. And the thing is, like, one, nobody owes you anything. Not at all. Nobody. And Broadway will teach you that real quick. I cannot stress this enough. Nobody owes you anything, okay? Nobody. So you need to go in with that mindset. You need to work hard, Mm -hmm. right? You need to learn the shit. And... You need to show up with your game face on. And in musical theater, that's you don't have a choice. If you want to get work, you have to be always on your A game. Always, mm-hmm. always. And so, you know, it was interesting moving here. I actually was never in a band until I moved here in 2020. Never. I was always a musical theater girl. Um, and it was a big learning curve. And I was very surprised at, I guess the mindset of some of the musicians downtown that it's just like, well, I'm just going to come. I'm going to play the stuff that I already know. I'm not going to learn more. And Mm -hmm. then I'm going to go home, but you still need to hire me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like I can do the job that you need me to do and you need to hire me, but 
I'm only going to play the stuff that I know. Exactly. And that's such a shitty mindset, especially yeah. in this town. Like, well, you, oh, yeah. So it's just like when people complain about that stuff, I'm like, like two months. Go try to do musical theater for two months because it's the same thing. And this is what I always try to tell my friends. And this is something I learned in college. You will only get about like maybe 10% of the things that you submit for. Maybe. Mm. And it's the same thing for bands. I send about 300 emails a day to places yep. for corporate gigs, for yeah. for places outside of Nashville, because that's what we want to do. We want to do mostly corporate gigs. It's where the money's at. You aren't killing your voice doing because I know that they've said this before, but as a vocalist, if your voice goes out, that's it. Yep. And women's voices heal a lot differently than men's do. So men don't lose like collagen as quickly as women from what I hear <laughs> and um, science. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> and so women's voices don't heal as quickly as they get older. So if I fuck my voice up, that's it. I don't play an instrument mm. like I can't do doubles or triples. So that's what we try to try to do. But you have to work hard. You have to learn your stuff. You have to know that nobody owes you anything. And you need to be respectful to the sound engineers. Be, be nice to the sound. Mm-hmm. Okay? Listen. <laughs> be nice to the sound engineers. Be nice to the serving staff. Everybody, right? They work just as hard as you do. And without them, there would be no you or your nope. band. Well, and I tell people this. We've talked about it on the podcast. I say it all the time. You can lose your gigs so quickly yeah. mm-hmm. because of the staff, the, the bartenders oh, and the sound engineers. Mm-hmm. They don't like you. You're, you're not coming back. Yeah. You're not coming back. It, it doesn't matter how great you are. Yeah. If they don't like you, yeah. you're not coming back. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I've, I've had, I've had uh, engineers and bartenders come to me like, hey, not you, Bobby, but other drummers be like, hey, your drummer, too rowdy, drinks too much. Don't ever have oh them back. God. Like I've I've had that situation. I've yeah. had the situation of literally bands. nobody's ever told me I drink too much. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. you don't drink. Some of the okay. Some of the people downtown are like f- like fish. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll never forget. You remember when Paradise Park was still here? Okay, it's one thing to <laughs> it's one thing. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. It's one thing to drink on a gig. It's another thing. And I saw this back when Paradise Park was still around. It's another thing to be an hour into your gig and be so drunk that you're sitting on the subwoofer playing your instrument because you can no longer stand. Oh, I've, I've, I've <laughs> you been, know? I haven't been the person in that situation, but I've been involved in those situations where like my singer, oh, 30 minutes into the show, we literally had to call an Uber and send her home. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. sad too. It's sad. So like I drink and I like to have fun and yeah. I do party. Yes. But I also know like, hey. I can't have more than one shot or drink an yeah. hour. And if I do, I'm fucked. I have like, a three shot limit for the entire gig usually, but I'm only five two. Like <laughs> there's not a lot of surface area for the liquor. You know? That's fair. <laughs> I'm like, I also need to be able to function as a singer and sing properly and not ruin my voice. Because yeah. if I drink too much tequila, I am not going to be singing properly. I'm going to be mm-hmm. running around scream, screlting as I call it, scream yeah. belting and that's a musical theater term (laughs) your voice isn't something that you can just push through no if it hurts you're done yeah Yeah. well and alcohol is so injured you're done like if i get a pulled muscle fuck it i can play yeah Yeah. while my arms are tired fuck it i can play while the alcohol like gives you that false sense of oh i can sing i you know 
I'm lubricated. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. It is dehydrating you and drying mm-hmm. you up so quickly. Mm-hmm. And, Man. <laughs> and like, so at Old Red, I generally, I'll have, it'll look like five or six shots mm-hmm. down there. And it's usually two tequila yep. and then three or water. Yeah. And so I'll do a tequila so shot. Choose. And yeah. then like when I go do another holler and swallow 30 minutes later, I'm doing water. And so I'm not that I'm like really replenishing myself, but at least I'm like throwing back some water and not just tequila yeah. all night. While the crowd thinks that I'm just drinking tequila. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. They don't need to know any different. No. You know? They don't. Now, if they listen to this, they'll know. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. They're going to be always like, sweet tea. I would always get a mm. shot of sweet tea instead of whatever. So Man. when at the Valentine, when I used to be sober, because I was sober for like a little over two years. Cool. Yeah. And um, when at the Valentine, I would have them bring me shots of Coke or Diet Coke. Mm. And. Mm-hmm whiskey yeah people yep. don't know yeah it's in those little red solo shot glasses no one red knows solo. it just looks dark okay. they're like ah whiskey i am, <laughs> i'm obsessed with those with tiny little red solo cups they're so cute <laughs> they're not awesome. they're so tiny <laughs> <laughs> I just like love them the first time i saw one i was like oh my god look how small it is <laughs> so silly i like the blue ones mm-hmm. I, want, blue I want some blue ones the bars <laughs> the bars need to have multiple colors not just red that's fair yeah. <laughs> they make green ones. Green's my favorite color, so I'm down for that. Yeah, mine too. Yes. Blue green. and green. I alternate against, but I also really I mean, like hot Green pink. and purple are mine. Yeah, hey, that's a good color. I like, I like purple. green and purple. I'm from Minnesota, so I have to love purple. That's a fact. Okay. Speaking of random things that I'm buying, um, <laughs> did either one of y'all see my Instagram story today? No. Nope. So I've been on this kick of really wanting like a royal type throne. Yes. And I found this gothic one today that has w- black wings behind it. Stop it. Oh, my God. That's so cool. <laughs> you know what Dude. that reminds me of? And I'm 100% like, I think I'm going to buy this. Send like, me the link because I want, like, I DM a Dungeons and Dragons group. Bro, and I want a badass yes. throne. Um, it's what kind expensive. of character do you play? I haven't got to play a character in a while. Okay. But my last character was uh, a chrono wizard. Mm. And he was a goblin. Okay. And his cool shtick was he bounces around through timelines because he yeah. can't control his power. So he'd be like, hey, have we met so-and-so yet? Yeah. And the party would be like, who's that? And I'd be like, all right, have not met so-and-so. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not there yet. <laughs> yes, they uh, they don't make like the solo cup, the little green ones. Mm-hmm. They, they make big green ones, but they don't make the little shot ones in mm. green. Yeah. Shucks. Yet. You'll hear this podcast soon. Yeah. We're getting big. (laughs) Oh, no. Yes, they do. There we are. There we are. Boom. Found them. There they are. Nailed it. 10 out of 10. podcast isn't even out yet, and they're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Found some. We're setting trends. (laughs) So, side note, something else I thought about is how important lyrics are and how that's not something that a lot of people think about downtown. Mm -hmm. It's about lyrics and, like, being emotionally available for the music that you're playing. Because, like, as a musical theater artist, like, we used to have to do this paper called The Planes of the Roll, where you had to literally write out, like, who, what, where, when, why for your character from your character's point of view. And so you really had to think about, like, what you were saying. And, you know, I think that that's still very true. And one of the things that our musical theater professors would always say to us is they'd be like, so why did you start singing? Why'd you start singing? Why did your character start singing? 
and people would be like well i don't know because it's written there <laughs> like, like cool you know it says, it's it, like it key says, changes right it says that it's there do. so it's there um but really there's always a reason why somebody wrote something the way that they wrote it so like there's this um composer um named jason robert brown he does a lot of musical theater stuff and the coolest part about his music, in my opinion, is the fact that the character can be saying one thing, but the music is telling you that they're feeling something completely different, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to know that as the person singing the song, because otherwise you're not going to do the song justice, right? And I found it very interesting, you know, that I think that there are quite a few people that just don't think about what they're singing. But in musical theater, they always said, if... You start singing, the reason you're singing is because you're so amped up emotionally that speaking no longer conveys your emotion strongly enough. And so now I take that same concept and I do it for key changes, right? Mm -hmm. Why is there a key change? Well, I'm going to make a reason because otherwise I'm just like singing key a change. key change, whatever, <laughs> right? But if you're like doing Beyonce's Love on Top and you have six key changes, <laughs> like, you know, Yee. you got to you got to think about how you're going to do them differently or it's boring. Yeah. You know, anyways, it's just a side, side thought. So I've, I've just like recently started singing downtown. Yeah. It's only been the last two years really that mm -hmm. I've been singing, but yeah, I, I get that completely. Yeah. Well, and the more, so the other thing that I think people don't realize, and it's something that they kind of drill into you as a musical theater performer is if you know what you're singing and you know the emotion behind it and you can say exactly what you think the music is trying to say, right, without repeating the lyrics, it's going to be easier to sing because you have emotion behind it. You're not concentrating like, oh, okay, well, here comes this big part. I need to breathe this way because then you're not going to do it right. Mm -hmm. That's because you're too in your head, right? But if you're singing like I Will Always Love You and you're thinking about how sad that song is because it is actually a very sad song, yeah. like you're not going to be thinking about that. Yeah. Your emotion's going to take you where you need to go in the song. You don't need you don't need to overcomplicate, you know, like, oh, we're going to go forte here and we're going to go mess up over yeah. here. And like, know, Bobby was actually on a gig with me. I, I just recently went through a breakup a couple months ago and um, it was like, couple weeks after it and i was finally like really dealing yeah. with the emotions yeah and i sing more breakup songs than i realized i do yeah. and i'll tell you what that night i didn't think about singing i just sang and he can tell you that was probably one of the better nights that i've ever sang wow. isn't it amazing and i was like wow that's why i was like i can relate to that like i i yeah. get that completely i almost wish that that like I had a side business where I could just like help people with lyrics and be like oh you want me to help you like here let me sit down with you because <laughs> like, that, that's like my favorite part of musical theater was like always analyzing the music because it's interesting, right? There are so, so many different types of music, so many different styles of music and so many different artists that if you can connect with the music on an emotional level, it's always going to be mm -hmm. one more entertaining, but two, it's always easier to sing. Yep. It will always be easier to sing. Just like if you're trying to hit a high note, you should never try to like stand up taller you should always bend your knees always fun okay. fact next All time right. you sing high note go do something that you know looks showy but like bend your knees and go down i can guarantee the high note will be I'm, you know now that you say that i'm thinking about because there's a couple songs that i do have to like fucking belt yeah. out and mm -hmm. and same yeah. you can you can also test 
to see if you have neck tension while you're singing by making the entire audience think you're super super stoned but just like swaying your head back and forth sometimes i'll do that just to make sure that i don't have neck tension because if you hold too much tension in your neck it's virtually impossible I'm learning to so much See, right as, now. as a drummer learning i do things so like that with yeah. my shoulders because mm-hmm. that's where and it's the that's same where thing, it tenses right? up so if i'm in the middle of a, especially if it's a, a fast mm-hmm. like one of the pop punk tunes and i'm noticing that i'm getting winded yeah then the second i get a second i just go like, yeah and, and you like, have to take a deep breath reset play drums because it's way harder <laughs> mm-hmm. right so i used to do tap dancing it's way harder to do a fast rhythm if you're tense mm-hmm. than if you're relaxed just because your body doesn't want to it's like god what do i always tell people um so there's this thing called vocal fry do you guys know what vocal fry is shane always familiar. laughs and calls it the garage sounds <sighs> so i'm gonna have you do this Everybody that's listening is going to think that I'm insane because they can't, <laughs> they're going to be like, what? But literally just, uh, so do that. Uh, no, uh, uh, it has to be back. Uh, I, like, <laughs> I know. I don't so know to... <laughs> so like, think I of can't. the grudge. Literally think of the grudge. Exactly. Uh, now try to push your voice. Do it, but don't that. relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's literally impossible. It, yeah, it just stops. It is the best example of why tension does not work vocally mm-hmm. that I can think of because vocal fry is all about relaxing your voice. So it's actually a really great warm up. Okay. If you're going downtown because it forces you. It's really cool. Yeah, it literally forces you to relax cuz the sound will not come out. If you do not I did not think I was going to be getting free voice lessons. Today. Yeah, I know, Hell sorry. yeah. This Sweet. is great. I am like No, no, don't be sorry. I'm, I'm like, such a nerd about this stuff like I I could talk for hours about vocal technique and um like character assessments of like music and the lyrics and stuff because that's like where that's the stuff that I love. I could well good because like, I'm gonna come up. to you for vocal technique. Because, Hell yeah! Like I said, I'm still like really. I finally got to the point where I'm comfortable singing, so mm-hmm. now I'm really trying to learn how to properly sing. Yeah, because I what six seven months ago I started co-writing my own show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, unfortunately that Hell was yeah, the man. gig we got let go of. So oh. now I just kind of like. <laughs> Yeah, I know it sucks. It is what it is. But I'll it's still one. cool because yeah. that means that you took that step forward. You're yeah. still learning. You're still growing. Oh, with yeah. all the other bands that I play with now, it's just kind of like, okay, when the singers need relief or if there's a certain song requested that they don't sing, mm-hmm. I'll do it, whatever. But yeah, that's that's something that I really am, have been focusing on lately is like proper singing technique. Yeah. Well, and if you want a really good challenge, my favorite thing to do is print out your lyrics for a song, go through the entire song and rephrase it so it doesn't have to fit in the lyrics, but reword it in your own words and go back and read through the whole thing. I can guarantee you'll be more emotionally connected with the song. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So we had to do that for musical theater. It okay. would be like for a song, you'd write down all the lyrics and, you know, I don't know why I will always love you suck in my head right now, but like bittersweet memories, you know, like you could take that song and you could interpret that however you want. Like, is she happy about the memories? Is she sad about the memories? Well, she's saying it's bittersweet, so it's probably a little conflicted. How do you show that vocally? You know? Is she going to be singing that super loud? Probably not. You know? There's a reason why people sing things the way that they sing them in the original. And you don't have to stick to that, but you should at least know why they do it because there's probably a reason, you know? And knowing that reason is always going to make singing easier. Always. Always. 
in my opinion, I guess. I need to learn to sing, Kyle. Yeah, you do. It'll start with, ra- well, you have rhythm, right? You're mm-hmm. a drummer. Start with rapping. That's fair. That's what Shane does. He does uh, a lot I'll of Eminem. start rapping. Dude, the first song that I started doing was uh, What I Got by Sublime. Yeah, that's a great starter song. And then because like I just sped it up a little bit because same thing, I, mm-hmm. I made it more of like a I know it is kind of rapping, but I made it more of like a rap because it was yeah. easier that way. Well, and there are so but. many, so many talk sing songs that people are probably like, what? Just meaning like you're talking instead Folsom of prison. In, in place <laughs> of singing. Yeah, but there's so many of them. And the cool thing is you don't have to sound perfect. In nope. fact, if you sound perfect, it's weird. Like yep. Roadhouse Blues is a great example. Nobody wants to hear, I woke up this morning and I got myself a beer. Nobody wants to fucking hear that. I kind of want that as like a, a 20s club jazz right? thing and, now. <laughs> and like, you can totally repurpose the song, but I that's love the, that. That right? was so neat. But like the actual thing is like, people want that person to be mm-hmm. rowdy. Ty is the perfect person to sing that song because he'll just be like, I woke up this morning and I got myself a beer, right? And the audience is like, yeah, I want a beer too, man. Like, you know, but it's- Job security. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's about it's about connecting with the song because if you can't connect with the song, how do you expect the audience to? That's very fair. So, and it's and it doesn't matter what the song is. It could be "Call Me Maybe" for all I care. <laughs> you know, you should still know why is she so insistent that this person calls her? You know, she's twelve. Maybe she's secretly a psychopath. I don't know. You Sidebar know? on that song: <laughs> I was at Tin Roof four or five years ago. And we were sitting down. It might have been a little longer than that. I don't know. Whenever that song came out, Call Me Maybe. Who knows? It's been stuck in our They had too that long. song on repeat for almost an entire hour. That's awful. That I was so angry by the time we left. And then when we did leave, I was literally singing the song for the next two fucking days. Yeah. I'm not kidding worse. You. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Oh, my God. It's, I, <laughs> yeah, but it's literally any song, right? Like call me maybe you could sing it in so many different ways like maybe she is just a little off and she's kind of a psychopath and she's stalking this guy you know i don't know probably but but like why is she why is she so insistent you know and also it you're not going to sing that song like you're really sad i mean you could but it would be weird like hey i just met you it's like you're really sad but like it'll inform everything you do on stage when we do what's up by four non-blondes the part where it's like in the try Oh my god! Like I will make fun of that part on stage because it's funny and it's so over dramatic, and in my mind, it's almost like they're being over dramatic on purpose. So I get the audience to sing that particular part, and yeah. sing, and it's hilarious. People think it's funny because it is, right? But I only am able to do that because I know what the original song is supposed to be like. You know, I, I will say I used to be so connected to music emotionally. Yeah until I started doing this as a job. Mm-hmm. Because you stopped thinking about it. I, I, well, I was just so focused on, I have to learn 100 songs mm-hmm. in five days. You think you about know? it technically. And yeah. so now I'm like, okay, here's my phrasing. And I'm no longer listening to the lyrics and you, you, deep diving into the songs anymore. And then it's a lot of times I won't even realize, not that I don't know what the songs are about, but I won't connect with it till like, I'm on stage playing and I'll yeah. hear a line and I'm like, oh, oh. shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a little light bulb. Like, yeah. Ooh. You know what else is funny though? You know what helps you remember things? What? Being emotionally connected. Yep. So, and I get it. You That's know? why I can't remember names. 
I, oh my god Ooh, that's not even dude i used to forget my own cousin's names and how i was undiagnosed with adhd until mm-hmm. i was 31 is a mystery <laughs> to me because i literally could not remember my own cousin's names because when we were younger they did not focus on no, mental health whatsoever no i think that I oh it, like <laughs> the, the kids that had adhd they were just the bad kids that they yeah. would like yeah. send into another room see oh but women are very often like undiagnosed for well, a longer time different. they do yes so Shane, for example, I'm pretty sure that he's not diagnosed with ADHD, but that boy's hyperactive. So, (laughs) Um, and I'm the opposite end, right? Mm -hmm. And I have OCD. So I have essentially opposite mental health things. One that wants everything to always be perfect and controlled. And the other side that can't remember people's names and has 35 water bottles laying around the house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Shane always jokes that my toxic trait is that I leave pairs of shoes all over. Cause I'll just take them off my feet nice. and I just don't think about them again. <laughs> you know, they're there, whatever. <laughs> See, my, my big system is like everything has a place Yes, and I always put it in its place. So huh. if I'm going to get my keys or something and I look where I put my keys and they're not there, it's instant panic because I don't put them anywhere else. So I don't have a clue where they issue. are. I used to be that way, but over the last like year or two, I have become more sporadic. Like I I used to, everything was always in its place, always. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I've just, I've gotten into this like, fuck it, it is what it is mentality about everything. Yeah. And which probably isn't good, but that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> and like, I won't, I'll come in, I'll like put my keys down and put mm-hmm. like my wallet, take my wallet out or something. And I'll walk around and do stuff. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh fuck, I got to leave. I'm like, where are my keys? And I go to grab them <laughs> where they're normally at. And I'm like, they're not there. Retrace oh, your steps. Fuck, what did you do when you came mm-hmm. home? Oh, my, like, it's, That's me. It's so bad. That's it's me. It's so yeah. bad now. Shane's a saint. <laughs> um, he always knows where I put things. He always knows where it is. Except for my phone because I lose that too often. And he straight up will be like, I don't know how you do this in 30 seconds, but it's almost impressive because I can't even find it. Like, where? Like, what did you do with it? Mm-hmm. Like, where is it? But usually, <laughs> usually it'll be like, Oh my god, I don't know where this is. And Shane's like, it's right there. Oh, but I don't know where this is. Well, you left it over there. Oh. See, I can do that for other people's stuff, just not my own. Really? See, <laughs> yeah. Man, that's me in cleaning. Like, I'll clean other people's stuff sometimes if it's grossing me out. But I am not good at cleaning things. Shane loves to clean, which is good. <laughs> but I love doing all the house stuff. So, like, I could spend hours. I'm right now, I'm. Um, digging up sod at our house because I'm putting a garden in there. Normally, people would be like, isn't that like, don't usually the dudes do all that stuff? And I'm like, no, this is what I'm good at. <laughs> this is this is about it. This oh, is what I do. Gender, gender role See, stereotypes. My, my anti- <laughs> chore, the chore I cannot do mm-hmm. is dishes. Yeah. My golden hate, chore is laundry. Really? I can do laundry Mine's like windows. nobody's business. I love cleaning windows. You know why though? It's like instant gratification. Mm. And then like if you can make it so there's no streaks. Mm. Well, I think I think mm-hmm. the laundry thing is like I get so many intermittent breaks yeah. that it doesn't feel like a long chore. Okay, so here's the question. Mm-hmm. 
is your ADHD type where you'll fold everything and put it on a chair and just leave it there until you no. have to do laundry again? No. That's what I have to complete I won't fold it no, that. Mine, mine stays in the dryer. <laughs> and then when I need a shirt, I hit wrinkle release. And then I go and I search for a shirt and I shut the door yep. until later. Until that, <laughs> that will happen if I get interrupted. If something interrupts me, then the so original like task is done. Well, yeah. my problem is, is I wear all black. It's... Other than when I go to the gym, the gym's the only place you'll ever see me wear color. Uh, I wear all black every now and then. I wear a gray shirt. Uh, all fucking black. It's too easy. Too fucking mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. So I wash all my clothes together. You know. I mean, I do that. And I'm like, ah, okay. Well, I do too. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, ain't nobody got time for that. But I yeah. literally will just take them out of the dryer and throw them on a chair. And Shane's like, they're gonna get wrinkly, and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I don't See, care. See, I can't stand the wrinkly, so I have to fold them and put mm-hmm. them away. Was it a drummer thing? Or I don't know. Leave them at, I don't know. <laughs> Mom I just, blamed I just, all of my ADHD on being a drummer. Like, I went through an assessment in college, and yeah. she had to, like, answer her little questionnaire. Yeah. And she was like, no, he doesn't do that. No, he doesn't do that. No, he doesn't randomly shake his leg. And I'm over there like... <laughs> you're you're like, like bouncing your oh, legs. You're just a drummer. <laughs> I I'm like... All the time. That's not how no, that works. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is a lot of women get the, if you would just apply yourself. Right. Think of how much you would accomplish. And this is my whole Kyle, if you would just no. apply yourself, you would do so well. Oh, we, we do. Guess what? I don't want to apply myself to that. Right. Fuck off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> also, like, my brain doesn't find this interesting at all. So either mm-hmm. be more interesting so that I can pay attention or sorry. I will try my best, but it's not going to work out well. <laughs> you know. Like. Speaking of ADHD, we are definitely at our time, so we Ooh, gotta yeah. we gotta get closing out of here. But Coco, it was fucking wonderful having you yeah, here. Definitely would so love to have you back. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, we're we're gonna get to the point where we're gonna start bringing in like multiple people at a time, yeah. and multiple mics and stuff. So mm-hmm. I would love to have cool. you and Shane or like yeah. B Jackson here, hell the whole and band maybe. B, B Jackson and I both have microphones, so we can just bring them yeah. too. So. Don't give us ideas. We'll do it. Listen, yeah. here right in Nashville, now, I feel like everybody probably has one oh, of these somewhere. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't tell you. I started a savings account yesterday for a GoPro. I'm going to tell you that earlier. Nice. So nice. we're we're gonna start like live streaming the oh, podcast because cool, yeah. mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that happen or we'll say and like like oh you can't see what we're doing right now but <laughs> yeah like yesterday uh, he was talking about something like like your social circle in yeah. the business and he's like. Circle like this, circle like this. And I'm like, nobody saw you, dude. Yeah, no, <laughs> nobody could like, see what? what I was describing. Ooh, well, so. if you ever need like somebody to like help interior design the background of that, let me know because I love interior design stuff. Sweet, because we were actually just talking yep. about like completely redoing this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Move that if you want to hire, if you want to hire somebody, please hire me. I will do it and it will be glorious. And see, I there's I that word hire that implies that we can hire <laughs> anybody to do anything. <laughs> That's fair. You That's know fair. what we do for a living, right? Yeah, I do. I do. I'll still help you. I love doing interior design stuff. It's like... See, now now we need a graphic designer with that mentality and a video um, editor with that mentality. <laughs> right? The, the video editing, I'll take care of all that. I'm not worried about that. It's the just... Am, we have to make sure we me. have... Oh, I'll, I'll take care of that. That's going to be fine. It's the just getting the uh, equipment. It's, it's the money for the equipment yeah. right now. Dude, feel yeah. that. Yeah. So, but... The podcast has made like thirty bucks now, though. So. Hey, hey that's we, hey. we are. That's actually really we are good, making though. Making money. Look, yeah. we're we're over three hundred followers on Instagram, which is fantastic mm-hmm. because my goal we've surpassed that completely. So I was just like, hell, if we hit two fifty, I'll be happy. And we're at like three oh six or seven mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't know. So <laughs> I'm, great. I'm with I'm realistically with very minimal effort. 
Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, True. we'll we'll definitely share it on our band page and stuff, and yeah, please hopefully do. Hopefully, you'll please get some share more it, followers. Share it with everybody, let everybody uh, hear hear the podcast when it comes out. But um, let everybody know where they can find you at. Yeah. On um, socials. So my social media, my personal one is Courtney. So C O U R T N E Y. Coco, which is just C O C O. Groves, like a grove of trees. That's mine. And then the band is Coco and the Nash. And that's everything. So that's our Instagram, Facebook. Our website is just Coco and the Nash. By the way, I totally want to apologize for that because on the interview, I think it was with Chelsea, I was like, Coco and the Nash Bash? So, I don't know. I I, that's like, our old name. So it's okay. okay. That was okay. our original I name. So it came I'd from somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, no. Okay. And now I don't I'll, feel so bad now. No, so that's oh. our, our oh. original <laughs> name. And we um, actually... Now all the shows we offer are bashes. So there's the Nash Bash, which is what we do on Broadway. Okay. Rock Bash, Pop Bash, just because our LLC is actually Coco and the Nash Bash. Okay. That's um, Yeah. I um, don't feel so bad now because I was yeah. I was like, man, no. I'm gonna feel so bad when I apologize for <laughs> no, this. Like no. I called it the wrong band name. But yeah. Okay, so I knew I had no, seen you're that good. somewhere. Otherwise, yes. um, we play Lucky Bastard Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, six to ten. Every oh, week. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Residency. Probably. There's that word. Oh. The magic word. When I guess it's been like a couple months, but somebody got super offended over the word residency. I was like, it literally just means you play at the same place. Why is everybody? You have a consistent gig. Like that's it's it's probably because they don't have a residency. (laughs) We're turning this end of the podcast into a literal Midwest goodbye right now. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. It's okay. We we do this sometimes. (laughs) We, We still have things anyway. Oh, yeah, I guess we didn't even ask the questions. No, not yet. Damn it. Yep, see, ADHD, boom, done. (laughs) Well, Bob, you got a question? Yeah, this is a dumb one, though. I'm going to enjoy it, but... All right, so, with the name Coco... Yes. Do you have any friends that like to tack on an extra part of that to make it a... Like Coco Pebbles, Coco Krispies, Coco Puffs? (laughs) What is your favorite one? My favorite one that I've ever gotten was... (laughs) I was working on the cruise ship... And my, so there's a crew area where everybody will come and like have drinks because the drinks are like a dollar, but you're not supposed to drink too much. You can get kicked off the ship. That's neither here nor there. That's a story for another time. But <laughs> um, my entire, <laughs> the entire cast, so the rest of the performers, every time <laughs> a certain song would come on, they would be like, Cocoa Butt, Coco Coco Bubble Butt, Cocoa Butt, and literally... That is seared into my brain, but I do nice. get <laughs> I do get cocoa puffs a lot, or um, what was it? Cocoa, like cocoa like pebbles Chanel. was the one that yeah. popped in my head first. Yeah, well, that's the most fun one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will come up to me and be like, "I'm in love with the cocoa," like that song too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get a lot of weird things, but my favorite is always the the young guys trying to hit on me that think that. Asking me if it's my real name is like a pickup line, which is weird. It's not a pickup line, you guys. <laughs> it's not a pickup line. Look, Kyle, Dude. my real name's Robert. I'm sorry. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Can you imagine if somebody walked up to you and was like, "Is that your real name?" I mean, it has this happened. Looks so weird. It has happened. I mean, yeah. I get I get made fun of for my my last name, but like, that, oh my that's gosh, it, okay, so. last names. One, I have to say this because it's hilarious. We have Chad. Blower, but it looks like blower. Hmm. And Ch- and Ty's last name. Sorry, I'm twelve. Is pronounced 
swallow. Yeah. So we look like we have a blower and swallow on them. <laughs> <laughs> like on our, on our band. Ra- that that <laughs> seals the deal. Oh, this is my favorite band on oh, Broadway oh, for now. And I like cat. It's just too funny. It's just too funny. Blower, swallow. And then, God, we had somebody filling in for us. Oh, it was Tara Lynn Fister. And I was like, okay, this is too much. <laughs> between like between that, that Fister swallow. No, lower. that's amazing. My maturity level much. is not amazing. high enough to handle this. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> Yesterday we were doing the line dance and uh Matt's telling everybody the steps and he gets to the part where you take your heels apart and it's yeah. called a turkey. Yeah. And uh Ra- or, uh Richie in the talkback goes call it a turkey next time so every time he said it he would say to the turkey like, <laughs> i'm trying to do the dance with him and then he would say that and i would lose my shit every time i'm like damn it yeah uh, and then at the gym when i go to the gym anytime i buy the their uh meals their um meal prep meals uh, anytime i buy turkey they're like Turkey's getting turkey. I'm like, God damn it. Here we go again. Oh, a turkey lurkey. <laughs> a turkey lurkey. Anyways. Uh, Adam Sandler what? songs. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I love this podcast so much. <laughs> this is why we do this. This is why we do this. Well, anyways, Coco, thank you so much for coming on the show with yeah, us. Yeah, thanks we, for we having had me. had a great time. A lot of great advice. Like, thank you. And I'm definitely going to hit you up about the singing for sure. I think when you asked me to be on the podcast, my first thing was like, I don't know how interesting I'll be, but I can try. Like, you know, a lot of people say that. And yeah. Because I don't know if it's just you're intimidated to just like talk and people are like, oh, I don't know how to do interviews. And that's why I say this That's podcast, the thing. They think it's an interview. The podcast is yeah. an interview. People are like, you need to interview better. You need to learn how to ask questions. I get a lot of people like, yeah. literally a lot of people come back to me like this is how you need to do your podcast yeah and i'm like cool i'm glad that's what you think but that's not what this podcast is this mm-hmm. is literally just musicians getting yeah. together and talking about yeah whatever the hell comes to mind and yeah we do have some questions but it's more just hey we want to get to know you we yeah. want to introduce and we you stay to on the general topic of yeah. what it's like being for us for the most part we're not all three it. of us have adhd but uh, i was gonna say like we got one question in today two questions in. that's all you need it's yeah. a conversation but yeah. it's I'm, more fun I'm, that way i learned a lot about you I, again yeah. i didn't know mm-hmm. much about you other than you were a singer on at lucky bastards with my buddy ty so and that your band's fucking amazing Thank seriously you. go see them Fucking go see Coco and the Nash. They're absolutely amazing. One of the best bands on Broadway. Thank They're solid you. as hell. They have one of the most fun set lists I've ever fucking heard. And every single one of them members is talented as hell and entertaining. So please go see them if you ever get the chance. If you're Thanks, in town, man. follow them. You're going to love it. Thanks. Bobby, where can they find you, man? I am Story of Bob or Story of Bob Music everywhere. If you search Story of Bob, you will find me. And I'm Kyle Thurkey, Thurkey Bass. Again, I'm not hard to find. You can find me where the hell you want. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out. Coco, once again, thank you for coming and hanging thank out with you. us. Thank you. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. I know it's kind of last minute, but <clears throat> we appreciate we you. We appreciate you. I feel like that's just the way of the ADHD world. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Last minute, everything. Well, yep. until next time, guys. AMF. Bicycle. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band.